Welcome to Cretech Climate Cast, a podcast series devoted to educating, inspiring, and leading the built world to address the world's biggest crisis, climate change. I'm your host, Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech Climate, the leading voice for the real estate industry's commitment to climate tech. Join me each week for 20 minutes as we connect with the world's leading real estate and tech innovators from VCs, real estate companies, academic, and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Beckerman. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Cretech Climate Cast, where I talk to leaders who are helping to decarbonize the built world. Today, we're being joined by Brett Phillips, Vice President, Unico Properties, Unico Solar Investors, who's going to educate me and the audience on all things solar and solar's role in helping us get to net zero. Brett is one of the people that I sought out to help us get up to speed on all things solar. I've been really impressed with him and the company. Brett, it's great to uh, have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm a big fan of what you're doing here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, man. So why don't you start by just introducing yourself, your role, and a little bit about uh, Unico uh, Solar. Sure, sure. So maybe just a little background. Unico Properties, it's a privately held commercial real estate company. It's been around for 70 years we're predominantly in an office and multifamily property in the, the Western US. We do have uh, some assets in Nashville, Tennessee. I helped start our sustainability department back in 2008, which we, uh, we call Unico Sustainability. And out of that, uh, that work, working to green our buildings, make them more efficient, build them more sustainably, uh, about mid-decade, we got ourselves into on-site solar energy and uh, I'll save some of the, the origination stories maybe for later, but we got ourselves uh, into trying to put solar on our properties and quickly found uh, some major problems and barriers uh, to bring solar to our real estate. And uh, so we, we worked to solve those problems for ourselves and realized pretty quickly that we may have fallen upon something uh, where we could add value to our, our peers in the industry. And you know, about five or six years later, we created Unico Solar Investors, and, and now we're trying to propagate uh, on-site solar and community solar uh, to the built environment across the country. Yeah, terrific. And I love that. And that's what I, it really appealed to me to, to talk to you because I love that sort of origin story that here's a real estate company inspired to do the right thing in terms of sustainability and then seeing the market opportunity in solar. How do we make the case or how do we educate the audience in terms of what solar's responsibility opportunity is as it relates to getting us all to net zero? Where, where does solar fit into that equation? Sure. Well, it, it's super important, right? And, and when we talk about the built environment specifically, and I think you've mentioned this on previous podcasts, um, as certainly some of your, your guests have, have covered, you know, about 40% of global greenhouse gas emissions come from the built environment, about 28 to 30% are from operational emissions. And so we need to clean up that part of the built environment to help move us towards carbon neutrality globally to stem off the effects of climate change. So the more we can electrify our buildings and then supply those electric buildings with clean sources of energy, the faster we will then get to carbon stable or climate stabilization, which is the ultimate goal here, right? To stave off climate change. And solar is a huge part of that. 
uh, both in providing solar on site, which we would refer to as behind the meter solar, where we're putting solar on a roof or a garage or a ground area and connecting directly into the building's electrical grid, or off-site solar, which is generally in a community solar application where we're building solar out in a field or on a farm, and we're interconnecting into the utility grid and selling that power to a commercial or in some cases a residential consumer buying that clean power. So it's a huge part of it, uh, of, of the strategy. Um, you know, wind and other forms of renewable energy are also going to be very important. Solar is not going to be a silver bullet. We're going to need several silver bullets here to, to help get us to, uh, uh, to increase the increased percentage of, the, of our electricity and energy mix being clean. Um, but it, it's huge. It, it's absolutely huge uh, from an environmental standpoint. And I know we'll talk about this, Michael. Uh, it's really uh, beneficial from, from an economic standpoint uh, for commercial real estate owners and users of, of the property. Yeah, great. I'm fascinated by sort of your particular lens, in having been in the space for a while, and how things must have changed most recently, given the sort of the political environment, the amount of money that's coming into energy sources like solar and wind, as you said, and others, that the conversation must be very different internally and externally today, just because of the nature of the political winds are now all sort of focused on on the built world, climate, resiliency, and what have you. So from your point of view, it's got to be a, an exciting time as well for the company, given the state of the world today. It's an exciting time for, the, for our company. It's an exciting time, I think, for our society and our, our world, albeit we have a long ways to go. Um, I certainly have seen uh, the ebbs and flows and changes since I really got into this work back in, in 2004 when I started, um, right around the time when you know movies were coming out around who killed the electric car. Back then, we were talking about who's killing solutions to, uh, to climate. Uh, and, and now some of those same actors are part of the solutions to, right. to climate. But you know, it, 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 it hasn't happened overnight. It's been a long slog and momentum. It, it's really a crescendo um, that is growing over time. Uh, we are a long ways from where we were in 2004 and 2008. Um, and we have a long ways to go. Um, but, uh, you know, kudos to those early adopters, to those companies, those individuals, those local and state governments who have been pushing this agenda relentlessly over and over again because they see the impacts uh, either in their communities, uh, on their, uh, their governmental infrastructure, or on their businesses, or on their private homes and investments. People are start increasingly seeing the impacts and they get it. Uh, and so that momentum is growing. And I think it, it is part of what has pushed uh, at least the U.S. to now, I think, 70% of the U.S. population says climate change is human, co- human caused right. and we want to do something about it. That is a long ways from where we were a decade ago yeah. uh, when I think that number was below 40%. So long ways. It's shocking to me that it's only 70, right? But, uh, yeah, right. As you and, said, it's better than 40. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But we, but, um, but from a policy standpoint, you know, I, I, I think, you know, local state, uh, and, and, uh, and city governments, um, continue to lead the way because they're on the front lines. Uh, and now, you know, I think, fed, you know, the federal government is doing more, um, and hopefully we'll see more, uh, you know, happen, uh, over the coming months and years. Um, but, but this is a train, I think, that has left the station. You know, I, I often say that, you know, the fossil fuels, uh, belong to the 20th century and, and renewable energy uh, belongs to the 21st century. And, and if you don't get that, 
then you're stuck in the last the last century and and you're going to be behind. So the federal government can certainly mess things up uh, and go the wrong way. But even if they're status quo, uh, we are moving forward, um, whether it's at the state level or, or the corporate level. We're moving forward. We've demonstrated for, ta- for ta- you know, over some time now that we can do it. But the federal government can also be very helpful. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that they will be. Yeah. And just then the last question is really on sort of like the environment today for solar and other alternative energy sources. I got to imagine too, given all, all the attack on the grid from climate change that we're seeing around the country, around the world, that it's also helped to create some added urgency for uh, investors and builders like yourself. I think you're seeing that, right? I think, you know, um, ESG, you know, has been around for some time. But the amount of inertia and discussion that we are seeing now from investors in our real estate, investors into renewable infrastructure, it's on another level. I mean, it feels like over the last six months, it has just spiked. And the amount of interest that we have gotten from a business standpoint, just as an indicator, over the last six to nine months has been huge, much more than before. So I think that there is momentum going and, it, and it's because you hear, you see investors and shareholders seeing the impact on their investments. And, and so they want to protect it. They want to do something right. And I think their people are also starting to you know, figure out that, hey, I can make these smart environmental decisions while also improving my bottom line. And when you can put those two things together, you start asking, why am I not doing this? Why are others not doing this more? And you know, as you talked about on previous podcast, the real estate industry has a, is a follower type of industry, right? And I often refer to it as a herd mentality. They like to see others go first before they go. And we're starting to, there's becoming example after example after example of commercial real estate companies stepping up to solar, integrating it successfully into their properties, making money doing so. And you're starting to see those laggards start to pick up the torch and say, hey, wait a minute, we should probably be participating in this. Yeah, clearly. I think also the more data and information that gets out there to the industry, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were chatting for the podcast about just the amount of the billions and billions and billions of dollars in projected climate damage on the built world that's coming by, you know, I mean, we talk about 2045, we're seeing it today already. So I think those sort of messages and headlines are also helping to create a, a real sense of urgency in the industry. So to help us uh, understand the Unico uh, Solar Investors, Brett, unpack that business model for us and then love to just also jump into some of the projects that you've been uh, deploying in Seattle and in Colorado, but sure. unpack the business model. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's relatively simple. I mean, we, uh, we are a real estate company that formed a solar energy company dedicated to scaling solar energy in the built environment as fast as possible. And we do that by investing in that infrastructure at our cost, upfront and maintenance, and monetizing unused space on real estate to increase uh, net income and asset value for other owners and reduce electricity prices for their users. So uh, we are, a, I oftentimes tell our, our partners that we are a tenant. View us as a tenant. You are in the business of leasing space. We are in the business of leasing space that you currently are not leasing. So we'll lease your roof. We'll lease your carport. We'll lease your garage. We'll lease your ground. Uh, we will put solar on it. We'll generate electricity. We'll pay you long-term rent for 20, 30 years. Uh, that then increases your asset value. We're on average for us, it's between 2 to 
uh, which is incremental value at no cost to real estate. And we're reducing electricity prices by five to 20% for the, the users or the tenants or the businesses in those buildings. So that's the, that's the model. And, and by the way, you get to check an ESG box and you're buying clean renewable energy as a marketing tool to share to your shareholders um, and all the benefits that come yeah, exactly. with that. And, exactly. And, and clearly there's an ROI, which is what we're going to need to really move the needle. And it's just what it is. And that's what the industry is going to, they're starting to understand the political impact, the tenant demand impact of climate change on the built world and it's sustainable investing now through the lens of, you know, we're not investing in real estate projects that are not meeting certain criteria and benchmarks. But now what you're talking about is the ROI, which I think is so critical to the message. Well, and even more so, I might just amend that a little bit, you, there's not an ROI because our partners are not making an investment. We right. are making the investment. It's, right. it's, it's a zero. It's just cost. an R. <laughs> it's just an R. Right. It's exactly right. It's a, it's a zero. There, there's no TI allowance, right? right. So like a Great. TI allowance, somebody Excellent. comes in. We are not asking for any TI allowance. We pay for everything. So it's an instant return by making a decision. Yes, you have to give me your roof or your space for 20 plus years. And we own the responsibility for that um, if anything goes wrong and that gets into some of the technical stuff, but it's an instant return. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Thanks for clarifying that. It's all about the R. So talk to us about the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. What's that all about? Super exciting project at the the old Coliseum, which was built at the the Seattle Center for the 1962 World's Fair, Uh, was then became the key arena where the Sonics played and folks may know if they're sports fans know the Sonics uh, departed Seattle quite some time ago. Uh, we got an opportunity, Oakview Group and a, a group of, of owners uh, came together to uh, basically establish the Seattle Kraken, a new NHL expansion team, which uh, will play its first game in Seattle later this fall. And Climate Pledge Arena is a, is a renovated, uh, modernized coliseum uh, right in the heart of, of our city. Um, and in partnership with, with Jeff Bezos and, and Amazon, uh, the naming rights uh, went to, to them and they decided to name it Climate Pledge Arena and, and just effectively scream from the rooftops, literally, uh, the importance of, of uh, taking action uh, on climate change. So there's a lot going into that project. It's going to be an amazing facility from a sustainability standpoint. We were fortunate enough to provide the on-site solar, which will provide uh, the arena with about 10% uh, of its annual energy needs. Um, and, and then they will procure off-site solar from the regional power grid or off-site renewables from the regional power grid uh, to make up the, the balance of the 90% to get to, to, to net zero carbon. So um, very cool uh, project. We're really honored to be part of it. Our panels are up. Uh, as we oh, wow. speak, and and we'll we'll hit uh, commercial operation in October, uh, just in time for uh, for the first puck to drop uh, when the crack and take the ice. Fantastic! I appreciate you inviting me to the uh, opening. <laughs> I'll add you to the list. Yeah, that's me begging. People. That's me begging. I'm all about free merch, free tickets, whatever I can get. Absolutely, you know? whatever Absolutely. I can get. Um, and then talk to us also, uh, Brett, about this massive project in Boulder. What's that about? Well, we, this is, was one of our early non-Unico projects. Um, part of our solar team is actually based in Boulder. Uh, Unico uh, property owns a significant, we're actually the largest property owner in the city of Boulder for office and retail space. Uh, so we were really fortunate when the city went out to an RFP, we were awarded, uh, Unico Solar was awarded the opportunity to 
uh, build 13 um, on-site solar projects for the city of Boulder to help them get to their decarbonization goals for their city. It's a really cool project. Uh, I think it showcases our ability to execute on a number of different types of real estate from fire stations, their police station, their wastewater treatment facility, parking garages, rec centers. So you name it, that portfolio has it all. Ground mounts, rooftops, canopies. Um, so a really cool project and a great step for the city of Boulder to get to their uh, decarbonization goals. Um, they'll be the first to say they got more to go. Uh, hopefully we'll be part of that. Um, but, but we love Boulder. We love Colorado. Uh, it's a great market. It's an energy state. Uh, and it's a great place to, uh, to really uh, to build out uh, clean energy and solar energy for, for the built environment. Yeah, and I don't think it's any coincidence that, again, the two projects that we talked about, and I know there's many more, are in very sort of progressive cities like Seattle and Boulder that are listening to their residents in terms of their concerns about climate change and you know resiliency on the grid and what have you. So finally, Brett, the audience that's listening, hopefully, to this, these are a lot of real estate companies. Right. And they're they're not developing stadiums or two megawatt you know, solar fields and what have you, but they own whatever it is, a couple million feet of warehouse in different markets around the country and office buildings, et cetera, et cetera. Make the case for how they get started and what, what they do next, because like somebody's listening in there. OK, I'd like to look into this, like to make this happen. What's involved? Yeah, well, so, you know, and, and thank you for bringing that up. The vast majority of our clientele are, are not governments or entertainment facilities. We're talking about industrial, large industrial facilities, office, suburban, a lot of suburban office, downtown high rise is difficult, which could be expected. Sure. You know, the way to get started is, you know, we, we start and others, you know, if you don't work with us, would start with this way too, is, is a property qualification, right? So give us a portfolio of addresses and we just start by at our, you know, at our cost, no obligation. We'll do a desktop review of your sites and your facilities to tell you what markets, what properties are the best mix um, and give you know, some preliminary indication of what the economic uh, and environmental potential is for those properties. Relatively low lift. Um, for us, we have a one-page project intake form. So it makes it really try to make this simple. I think that's one of the benefits we bring to this space is having you know, sat and continue to sit in the real estate chair. Right. Um, we understand the concerns, the barriers, and just the time constraints of doing something outside of your, the normal business. Um, and so we really try to make it simple from everything from the initial qualification to the preliminary assessment to the actual contract documents themselves um, and then the install. So the first step is, is to reach out. Um, if, it's, if you want to work with us, not to give an infomercial here, but if you want to work with us, reach out um, you know, via our website or you can email me at brettp at, at unicosolar.com. Uh, and we'll get a property qualification uh, going on on one site or a portfolio of sites. Um, we'll also help you evaluate your portfolio to see which markets and which sites within those markets are are the most viable. Yeah, great. And listen, I got no problem saying it, you don't want to sound like an infomercial. I do because <laughs> you know the only way. This is not about greenwashing this podcast and this mission that I'm on with the team at Cretech and Cretech Climate. This is about driving measurable investment and deployment of climate technologies to help reduce the built world's impact on the environment and to decarbonize. So yeah, man, <laughs> we're going to make this an infomercial. And again, the other reason, as I said, Brett, the reason why I wanted you on the podcast was because I think it's so impactful when the audience and the, and the market hears that this is a real estate company, first and foremost, that saw an opportunity in 
investing in solar through its own portfolio. Yeah. And that's a really powerful message. So I guess finally, just make the pitch for why real estate companies should be investing, not so much in Unico solar, but just in climate technologies. Sure. In climate t- technologies generally. Well, I mean, I think, you know, multifold here, right? There's, there's a, a multitude of benefits and there's not just one, but you know, first and foremost, economic driven. I mean, if, if you care about asset value, if you care about reduced operating expenses, if you care about lease rates and having your property be more marketable to current and future tenants, if you care about uh, the environment and the impacts on your local community and protecting your asset and, the, and building some resiliency into your real estate to protect it from future events, uh, then you should be making these investments, whether it's solar technology or efficiency upgrades into your building or going electric, building electric buildings, um, which we didn't talk a lot about, but all of our buildings now are built 100% electric. Um, it's possible. It doesn't have to be more expensive. Um, we've proven that formula. Uh, you should be making, and you can be, be making these smart, wise uh, decisions. Um, and I think the important thing here is that if you're not doing this now, there are peers and competitors out there that are doing it. And, and you're, you're starting to get behind the curve here if you're, as the adoption curve uh, is starting to accelerate. Well said, my man. You should be the host of this podcast. No, no I'll leave that to you. <laughs> and handsome uh, than I am and younger. So this was great, Brett. I, I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I love the work that you and your colleagues are doing at Unico Solar Investors. And uh, you know, you're, you're putting your money where your mouth is in terms of making an impact and making it easy for others to now uh, understand that there's a great solar R uh, strategy by uh, connecting with uh, you and your colleagues. So thanks so much for spending some time and uh, look forward to seeing you at the uh, Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle in the fall. Absolutely. Thanks for having me and keep up the great work. Thanks. And go and, and go cracking. Go cracking. If you want to hear more about top industry trends, please hit subscribe and join us on this journey to reimagine real estate. If you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. To stay up to date on leading climate tech trends and topics, join the Cretech Climate Community by clicking the link in our bio. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next week.